episode number 110, Way Finding Our Way Through Life. <laughs> Pull that off. <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm Clay Lowe. And I'm Sarah Beth Hunt. You're listening to the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. Where we get together once a week over coffee to talk about the big questions of life. Let's get into the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. The show. What do we do on this show? What is this show about? Is it? Is this like Seinfeld? Where is the well, show? We're about we're on a search for wisdom, man. And that's are, what I'm doing. I don't know what you're here for. Are, are we about something, or is it just a Seinfeld thing? Well, <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that could be. Yeah, it's a show about nothing. And can we get away with it? But no, I think we, we have a we have a We're wayfinders, point. and We're I'll way, tell you why. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear about this wayfinder because it's, as I was saying to you earlier, it was um, you sent, because like we do our little research and you sent your stuff through and I, it just landed right in the middle of two, very, very, two things on other extreme. So my brain wasn't quite in the... Zoned it, into it wayfaring. Yeah, it wasn't well, receptive, okay. yeah. Here's my deal. This is sort of like a little bit of a personal thing for me because I've discovered a new like self-branding thing. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of funny because as a creative entrepreneur, if I can call myself that, you know, you can call yourself what you like. Yeah. So that's one of my hats. Then, you know, I'm doing all my writing and all my like, you know, podcasting and all this different kind of stuff that I'm doing. And then you're putting it out there in the world. So it's not just a hobby for me that I'm writing for myself like a journal. You know, I'm writing stories that I want. But then I think this whole social media and stuff, we all do it. You know, we're all on some form of social media, or most of us are. Um, but it sometimes gets a bad rap. And sometimes also we sort of get a bit lost in it. And I think for me, the idea of, branding as in yourself like as a creative entrepreneur what is my name and brand or what are the things that people associate with me it's always been a bit bitty but I, there's sort of a bigger picture that I've been trying to find and so I did, I've done a big sort of recce over the past month and wayfaring is one of the words that's really come to me as one of my key words because it you know, I sort of feel like all of the stuff that I do, whether it's going out and doing my yoga teaching or whether it's doing this podcast or whether it's doing my novel writing or any other nonfiction that I would, you know, and plan to write, it's all about life journey. It's like all about trying to navigate the realities that we have to face, you know, the great stuff, the hard stuff, the real stuff. Um, in the best way possible. Now, there's a suggestion from, and I know you're going to talk about the history of, of wayfaring, but it, it, there's a suggestion of you've got a destination that you're going to go to, but the maps might not necessarily be accurate or inaccurate, or there's some missing pieces to it. So you have to use techniques of wayfaring, and one of which is dead reckoning, which we use in the military quite a lot. Um, but there are other techniques of wayfaring as well. Yeah. So how does that the thing then the thing that really stuck out with mm. for me instead of journey or you know all these other words that you can use that sort of invoke that idea of you know moving through life in a sort of with a direction or an intent is that wayfaring is all about determining where you are in the moment like. Yeah this moment right now starting from where you are and then trying to get yourself to a destination even if that destination is imprecisely known and I was like that is my conceptualization of life journey so our like I feel like my I have an idea of this destination of sort of wisdom-ish that I'm trying to reach it's very imprecisely known because of course I don't have it yeah. Um, or I'm not there, but... What would you say? I, how would you define wayfaring? How are we defining it for the listeners? What is wayfaring? So so I'm using the word wayfinding, and I don't no, know if that's, way, know if that's Sorry, the yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, no, it no, could no, be the no, same no, as wayfaring. No. I'm not sure. Stick with wayfinding. Okay, right. so wayfinding way is basically ways that people orient themselves in space and then navigate themselves to a destination. Okay, that's So that's good. it. Yeah. Um, so it's all sort of, there's a couple elements to it. And one is sort of 
well, so, okay, there's, there's four stages that are like base stages. There's the orientation of like determining where you are. Then there's a deciding on a route. And for me, that process is also really open. Like there's many different ways that you can get mm. to the same destination. And so for me, that's also really a good way to describe this kind of journeying because it's I'll like... I'll tell you what, you know what yeah. you just reminded me of because I do this that Ascent program I'm getting really like earnest now. It's like the earnest Sarah comes out. I'm like, I Uh, found my word. And um, one of the exercises that I do is I take them on a night walk, uh, very much as wayfinding stuff, where I take them through. I don't let them have a torch, so no torches, because I want them to re-entune with themselves and be able to use their sort of eyes and be able to see and to actually pay attention to the weight of their feet on the ground so that when they're taking a step, they are solid on where they step. Um, so I get them to rely on themselves again, not necessarily modern te- technology, because um, we're in the actual mountains, pitch black, dark. Um, and then a part way through that night walk, I'll stop. And it's probably what you just said there. And I said, if I was to just disappear right now, how would you find your way back? Yeah. And it sounds like your technique that you're saying with wayfinding, which is what I'm getting them to do as well, is to how do you, one, orient yourself to where you are, your surroundings, how are you oriented, yeah. what are you paying attention to or have been paying attention to as we've been walking in the dark, even though you can't see that well. But if you yeah. are mindful of what's around you, even if that's whether we went up or down or you know, there was a log that we had to climb over, those sorts of things that you can pick out in the physical environment to help you orient yourself. Um, how would you find their way back? And a lot of them say, well, I don't know where I'm at. I've just been following you because I just trust that you know where you're going. And I thought, well, that's a kind of a... And the reason I do it is because of that, because it's quite like what we do in life as well, is we're just following someone because they said, here's the way to go, but we don't necessarily question where is that going and do you you know you look like you know where you're going but is that where I want to be at that sort of sort of thing that I challenge them to do so the wayfinding sounds a good way of getting yourself oriented as to where are you now because you use that as a as a statement where are you right now the other thing is okay so then you have to so it's orientation where are you Hmm. route decision route monitoring so as you're going along you're also checking in Mm. with where you are now and are you going still in the right way and all this paying attention to the things that are around you that's right the rocks the trees (laughs) everything the last step that you're gonna love and reminds me of our um hero's journey whole thing is destination recognition. So you have to actually recognize when you've gotten where you said you wanted to go. And so, okay, if you are, and this word comes from um, the way that the Polynesian society in the Pacific Islands navigated and, and set up this basically Can you just take culture. a note to this? Because yeah. something, I think you said something that's important there. And, and to do this, you got to know where you want to go to begin with. You have to have some destination yeah. in mind. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of people don't necessarily have a destination in mind. Right. Yeah. I think that's 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 two things you have to know before you set off. It's like you have to really know where you are. And I think this is the thing, you can apply this, just like with the hero's journey, you can sort of apply this metaphor to your life as a whole, like where are you now in life and what are your values in term and, and where do you want to go? But also just in terms of anything you're trying to work towards is like you have to know where you are. You have to know what you're trying to achieve. And so like just as a simple example for me, um, there's been a lot of chat in the indie writer community about different ways of going about you know, creative entrepreneurship basically. Yeah. So there are some people that are, the, their model is pump out the books. I mean romance writers are pumping out a book a month sometimes. And that's their model. And I'm not doing anywhere near that. And so, it, like you said, it's sort of like you have this idea, like, this is the thing I want. I want to be self-sustaining. I want to be able to do this for, you know, my living, blah, blah, blah. But, and, and that person's doing it. But they're not necessarily taking the same path that you want to take. And so I think, what you know, this 
metaphor is sort of asking you to figure out where you are and also decide what is your path, you know, not what, not just blindly following mm. what everybody else is doing. That's a nice old saying that says there's many paths to the top of the mountain, but the view is always the same. Yeah, that's right. And I think, yeah, that's why I love this wayfinding thing. Because mm. for me, spirituality as well, like everybody's got their own way that things make sense to them. But you know what misses? What's missing, and a lot of times we don't do, is because sometimes we lack the confidence. How do you know that the path that you're choosing to go on is the right path and it's going to get you to where you want to go? Well, I think usually there are people who have, you know, we're rarely trotting like a completely unique path, are we? Like, usually there are others who have decided to take that there path. There are other signposts. I've seen other one of the things that you've seen that sometimes yeah. we look for other signposts. But yeah, so you generally yeah. kind of look where someone may have kind of gone. So I, so I suppose, you know, for me with writing, it's more about, yeah, I've got to figure out my own way, but I've got to also look to other people who are doing what I want to do, not that. Do you know what I mean? And the same with, so, for, so spiritually there are people that have taken the path that I'm taking and, and they're never going to do it quite the same way because I'm living my own unique life and, hmm. you know, but there's sort of, there are always sort of guides if you want them and you're looking for them for whatever sort of path you're on. And I think the, the one thing that my um, meditation teacher always said is if you want to know about a teacher or a guide, hmm look at their students like look at the people who are working with them who are you know and see do you, do they have something you want you know are they you know because they're sort of yeah they're good measure of is that actually the path I want to take do you know what I mean there's no, there's no bad students only bad teachers have you heard that saying oh I like that yeah, yeah. but I mean you can do that in a yoga class I feel like you can go into a yoga class and instead of looking at the teachers you can look around you and see the kind of practice that everybody around you is doing like are they in a super you know intense striving yoga thing are they you know like whatever yeah. that is and you can decide whether that aligns with what you want to get out of it so when you're wayfinding yeah you have to have this idea that you want to get somewhere wherever that is you kind of have to define that otherwise there's no point See. to wayfinding is it I think yes that's true yeah. and that's a little bit where this might be uh, rubbing you up because no, no, you it don't. Wasn't, no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't that at all. It was just, really? Yeah, it was only because on one side I was talking hardcore politics, especially I have a friend that's really right-wingish, and we were having really intense debates on that. And then on the other side of that, I'm reading Jack Kerouac's uh, sketchbook thing. And I would really have loved to see you and be a fly on the wall for this intense political debate. I just, I would love to see it. I yeah, thought you yeah. really wound him up because you just probably sat there and just said stuff didn't you well he got the sense of that he's like he just he says you strike me as a person who just says something one just to wind me up for that and also you say a lot of things but I actually never know where you stand <laughs> and I was like well yeah well anyway don't go into that don't get me started um, <laughs> so yeah so no, that, that the wayfaring stuff that you sent through well, and you're reading I mean, it only just it only, I, I suppose it, it depends on how you're applying it. Like you can apply it in small circles or you can apply it for your whole life. But if you don't believe there's a real destination to yeah, life, you like can, you're not sort it's of... It's a way of goal setting as well. It's another yeah. way of goal setting, isn't it? Because yeah. you want you to have a goal. You have, well, there is no goal if you don't set one, isn't it? So what's the outcome? What do you want to achieve? It's that kind of language. So I want to get to here, but how do I get there? And yeah. As you say, with the way, you know, there's a number of different paths to get there. Um, some might get you there quicker. Some might take you longer. But eventually, if you know where you're headed to, you can eventually sort of get there. And I think what I picked up from the wayfinding thing, it is taking the time to step back and orient yourself to your present surroundings where you are. And you can use this in any level. So if, you're, if you have a problem at work, you know, just stop and orient what's what's what do you have what what resources do you have available to you what other you know like in terms of um, other people or something to read or the environment you know, so it's about taking taking the stop where am I that's an yeah. easy question isn't it and then it's and I want to get to here and then generally kind of pick a path 
And if you have a clear enough idea where you want to head to, you can use the signs along the way to see, oh, is this getting me closer to the place that I want to go or getting me further away? Yeah. And then being able to adjust your course. Because one of the things I find in this, in this whole sort of process, is that sometimes um, we're so adamant about sticking to a path that we've chosen. Because maybe, you know, in the Western culture, certainly in the culture that I grew up in, um, you know, you make a decision and you stick with it. Right. And if you That's change it, you know, then yeah. you start looking like you're wishy-washy. And, and so you'll just pick this thing, even though you're just butting your head up against the wall. But, you know, I can't quit. I'm going to do it. I'm going to overcome this thing. Where the logical thing might be to do, okay, well, that isn't working. Let me try another yeah. direction or a different really way or, or abandon it altogether. I don't really know if this is relevant, but... One of the things that I've been talking to friends about recently is the sort of generational gap between, you might like say, our parents or the baby boomer generation and then, you know, sort of our generation, whether it's X or Z or question mark or whatever yeah. different people are calling ourselves. But anyway. You're I an X, aren't in, you? Yeah, I'm X. Yeah. I snuck into the bottom of X. Well, so yeah, we both snuck into the bottom yeah. of X. A weird part of X we are. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Basically, I feel like that's the, the mentality that you're describing if you stick to a decision. I feel like that's a very sort of our parents' tack, especially when you're th- talking about work and stuff. Like you sort of stuck, you, you made a decision about what you were going to do and you stuck to it. And I think there's sort of a. Because quitters an, never win and winners never quit. Oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a, That's coming out from my past as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, But then there's some people that I know who are sort of having this communication gap between, you know, their parents and and in-laws and then, um, you know, them in terms of like some things might seem wishy-washy, but in our generation, we're really used to like tacking and, you know, and changing, you know, shifting course. Um, And what's what's the other word that I'm looking for? Like... I don't know, because sometimes I think, you know, is there something, because it's a hard one, and and this is, I guess, where the wayfinding thing might help and why it's important to take that stop, because when you look at a lot of, um, like, people that are successful at something that they've done, one of the traits is that they just kept going and kept going and kept going. Yeah, perseverance, yeah. And they just persevered you know they didn't even though they got knocked back a thousand times they just kept but that on doesn't going. necessarily mean that they didn't change course yeah that's right yeah. but they yeah. just they didn't change the destination yeah yeah, right. changed how they were going to get there tactics and yeah. stuff so it can look i think to a previous generation sometimes like a wishy-washy constantly changing thing but actually i think yeah, that, that pause and reconsideration and then changing course is something that, at least in the working world, like our generation has, has been forced to do, basically. Mm. Um, yeah, so shall I go into Polynesia? Are you going to go all the way back to Polynesia? Yeah, I can give people a little bit of history. Give yeah. them some history and then we'll take a break. Well, because basically what what's sort of interesting then is like well there's sort of a lot of things I find interesting about this whole wayfaring thing but um, as a metaphor you're saying wayfaring now too uh, wayfinding wayfinding come Thanks. on sorry get, get with the program uh, yeah I know basically one of the things I found really interesting is that the way that these people navigated across a vast ocean between all these like tens of thousands of islands basically all right. was you don't just look at the stars you and then they guide your way which is sort of my ignorant perception of things like you look up at the stars and you know where to go no it's not that at all it's you have to be able to know where you are so you have to be able to determine your initial destination which of course you would do because in that day you'd be you're, like on a particular island not destination but departure Sorry, departure yep. and then at, and then you orient yourself to the stars but you have to remember along the way. And, and as you said, sort of do that. Um, you have to have a known point. Like that dead reckoning where you're yeah. like, okay, this is how, lo- how many hours I've traveled at this speed. So this is probably about how, where I am. And you're following the course of the stars. And they're sort of 
situating your course, but it's not like in the middle of the ocean, you look up and you can see the stars and you know where you are in the ocean. Mm. So that was one sort of thing that I think, because I, I suppose these kind of things are good bra- in broad strokes, but they're also really good if you drill down into hmm. a slightly more specific metaphor. I can tell you the technique for using your hand to help you at navigating. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Yeah, because well, we when you're mat reading, the same thing. I know it's ocean, jungles or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as you're saying, so you one you have to have a known point. Otherwise, yeah. a map is no good to you if you don't know where you are. So yeah. you have to start from a known point. But then there's the contour lines that you're paying attention to. So that'd be about how yeah. close the contour lines are. So is it steep or mm-hmm. is it gradual? Then you're looking for your um, the your valleys. Uh, so valleys in, like in between your fingers there. Looking for your hilltops like there. Um, we, we call a draw, which is that way. Or spur, which is like your finger going out that way, is other things that you're looking for. And of course, you got your riverbeds or stream beds, that that sort of thing that you're after. So you're paying attention to those sort of five uh, natural features. And then, of course, there's man made features if there was a road or something like that. And you use that to help you and find you your think, way. And you think about your hand, you sort of keep track. On your hand. Well, that was just to help you seen? to remember what oh, you were. Oh, all the fives yeah, are. Okay, yeah, to fine, remember, fine, fine. Yeah, to remember So you've got your, you've got your knuckles yeah. or your hills you and your... You've got your hills, hilltops. Yeah. You've got your valleys that go in between your little knuckles there. You've got your spur that goes out that way. That right. finger. You've got the draw coming in, which is the little place yeah. between your fingers there. I'm totally yeah. sticking with you during the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, man, you got to. You got yeah. to. Yeah, I, I would, that's it. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be rubbish. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm going to do the spiritual wayfinding. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to, you know. Um, well, let's, yeah. when we, when we anyway. come back from the break, tell me about how this fits with your branding, as in how are you wanting to apply this? And I'm going to tell you how I think you, it fits with the doing. podcast, too. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We really enjoyed bringing you the episodes over the past two years. Our goal for 2018 is to grow our audience, our community of contemplators like you, and we would really appreciate your help with this. Now, there's a few things that you as a listener can do that are pretty easy and simple that will really help us out a lot. So if you enjoy the podcast and want it to continue, it would be great if you could share it with a few friends who you think might enjoy listening. Um, going to iTunes and giving us a review so that it boosts us in the algorithms and it can come across other people who might enjoy it. And if you'd like to financially support the podcast, you can go to the contribution section of our website. Thanks and back to the show. Okay, so yes, tell me how you are going to apply this in the re... You're reinventing yourself, it sounds like. No, I'm giving myself like a... like a thing that guides me in what like that brings everything together Ah. it's been so okay so anyway uh i have rebranded myself with this wayfinding idea but with and with middle wayfinding and of course the middle way is the sort of buddhist approach to yeah finding wisdom and stuff so of course the buddha did many years as an ascetic starving himself doing all these ascetic practices Mm. and realized that that wasn't you could only go so far when your body was basically like you know on the verge of death and at the other end is the extreme indulgence yeah, in everything baby. that's what i like i like <laughs> and that so side of the in well i thought you were uh what were we doing with the um with the indulgence stuff the enlightened hedonism oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah. so yeah, it's enlightened it. hedonism yeah, so man. anyway so, um, yeah, I suppose the, this, his sort of point is that it's the middle way through things, through extremes that is often, you know. And, uh, yeah, so that, that's my new thing, middle way finding. But um, I kind of, I, I feel like in this world in which there's a lot of extreme going on right now and there's a lot of people on both sides of every argument wanting to be right, I feel like there's a really important space for this idea of wayfinding that's like there's no one right way. Everybody's starting from a different place. 
but there is a destination you can work towards and no one's going to define that for you. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's sort of a very, it's an approach that but how is, jives how, with me. So you know? are you just applying this from a personal point of view or how are you helping, how would you, well, how so, are you proposing so for me, to help people with this? You know, so for me, middle wayfinding is is sort of, my chosen path is through, is through Buddhism basically. And, and yoga. So, yeah, I sort of feel like, you know, even, you know, even on this podcast, it's a bit, um, you know, the, the whole thing about questions, it, it really comes back to like the questions and sitting with questions and, you know, allowing them to be a part of your journey. That is a pause. So there was something, let me find it. There was a really nice little, oh yeah, and that Wayfinder kit that you sent. Yeah. There's a, take radical pause for your most meaningful questions. And I loved that because I think that's what we are trying to do on the podcast as mm. well, is like take a meaning, uh, take a, a radical pause because in this day and age, taking any kind of pause is radical for your most meaningful questions. So nobody else is telling you what those are you're going out and exploring what those are and there's no answer that you have to find but mm. it's in that pause and in that consideration and there's where probably many answers that you find and always look at it yeah. as finding clues isn't it so you yeah. have a discussion like we have on this one and it just gives you one more puzzle piece to your yeah. greater thing that you're trying to achieve and or do or whether that's enlightenment or wisdom or peace of mind or whatever it is that your end goal is I think things like this that we do these kinds of discussions each one of them each question that we're tackling gives us another piece of tiny piece yeah piece of our our greater puzzle because our destinations are different totally but we can have this conversation and take something away from it that gives us our individual puzzle piece to the place that we're going that's right and I think also you know it's like Whenever I've thought about how do I visualize a life journey, you know, there's all these different metaphors for life journey. There's a maze, there's a labyrinth, you know, so maze is like you could get totally lost. Labyrinth is you just keep walking. There's no dead ends. You will eventually end in the center point if you Death. keep walking. Yes, you'll eventually yeah, you end in the grave. That's, <laughs> that's the whole journey, isn't it? Um, yeah, and then, of course, you have your little, you know, Westworld yeah. labyrinth thing. But, um... You know, for me, there's this place in Florida that um, is near my house called Grassy Waters, and it's sort of a bit of what's left over from the Everglades that far north. And it's uh, so Grassy Waters is literally that. It's like grassy swamp water? land. Grassy water. Yeah. I like so it. with with alligators and snakes and I all that, all that kind water. of crazy stuff. I'm there, man. Sign me up. But what's cool about that is, again, the sort of navigation through that, which people would have done on, like, flat-bottom boats. Um, and we get this over in Cambridge as well. Through the fens, you would have gotten that kind of reed, water, mm. flat-bottom boat, pushing with a, with a um, you know, punt pole and stuff like that. There's no path that's specified for you. You have to find your way through it. And that's been a sort of, like... From my from my own background, a sort of visual metaphor for me, because everybody's starting slightly different place. Everyone's mm. got slightly different experiences. Nobody, even mentors, can like take you by the hand and lead you through life. You've got to find your own way through what is essentially like a pathless grass, uh, you know, swamp. And you know that that sort of same metaphor comes out in the vast ocean. That there is no one path. There is, but there is. An, it is possible to navigate it, and it is possible to arrive at a destination. Yeah. So yeah. there's a destination, but there's many paths to that destination. So what's really cool is that in in Polynesian culture, apparently, because obviously I don't know any Polynesians of ancients. Um, there's a real spiritual thing about wayfinding. So the wayfinder who's at the back of the boat, sort of the one in charge of, of that navigation journey, um, 
there's a whole sort of internalizing the map within themselves in terms of the stars, but also the currents and mm. the way that the waves are sort of coming up against the boat and the winds and all just different kinds of stuff. But their, their practice was also a lot about visualizing the destination and about seeing their canoe as the still point and that it was the island that, or their destination island that was rising up out of the ocean to meet them. So everything around them was moving and they were still. Mm. And it was about sort of how do you slightly shift the needle? So they say sort of the, the canoe is the needle and the world is the compass. Yeah. So you're the needle and the world around you that's moving is, your, is the compass itself. How do you just slightly change the direction of the bow of, of your boat while the world is shifting around you? Yeah. I think that, I don't know, I just found that sort of image of things quite well, interesting. I guess, I mean, it just, one of the things that I do enjoy about going out into the wild and just, you know, having map and compass and the, and the like is... It's probably much what you describe there on land as well as on sea, isn't it? So the only thing that you know that's stable is you. I mean, you know you. I mean, you are the center of wherever you are when you're doing it. And the rest of that environment that you're in, if you want to look at it as moving, but it's, it's the unknown. You are a known place. Hopefully you start at a known location. And I know a destination that I want to get to. And then I have to read the land, feel the land, be a part of the land, know which way the sun is, all those yeah. different clues that you are having to take in to help you. Because you can't see the destination. That's the thing is you can't see the destination. So some of it is on, you know, you one, it's just faith that the destination is there. Because yep. I can't see it. Because it yep, could be kilometers true. away, yep. 30 kilometers away, 20 kilometers, whatever, two kilometers away. I can't see it necessarily. Um, and I've got, you know miles and miles of jungle in between where I am now and where I want to go, especially in it, because the jungle is a harder yeah. navigating. Like when I'm out in the mountains, it's a bit easier because you got yeah. the hilltops. Unless it's a cloudy day and you can't, you can't see because the visibility is very low. But if it's a good day, you can see the yeah. mountains and navigate that. But in the woods, a tree looks like another tree looks like another tree in a sense. And But again, it's what do you pay attention to in terms of what's growing around you? roughly where the sun is um, and then of course you've got your compass yep. as your other tool that you're using to say okay well I'm going on this particular azimuth um, and here's the thing about azimuths and compasses is that you know we talk about dead reckoning but for every degree that you're off it's like another 100 meters so you could easily right. it's easy to miss where you're going so I might have started on a 70 degree azimuth, pick the point and start walking. But if you go to the left or the right of that, for any distance, you start to increase yeah. your, your, how far you're going to be off the target, basically. So, totally, yeah. Um, but again, it's like you said, carrying a map into your head and being able to know, well, actually, near my destination, there should be a spur. So if you get to a, a point where you thought I've gone that distance and there's no spur there, then you know that you probably haven't reached where you needed to go so then again you're back into this scrambling to read the different contours around you and trying to get a feel for things in that way if you have not yeah. done orienteering before it's a worthwhile yeah, little hobby to yeah. get into because it's quite I mean nowadays everyone's got the GPS's and stuff like that and I would be it makes terrible. life easy my sense of direction is the worst yeah, but it's how I met my husband. I was lost. This is this is this this what <laughs> this is how this this could be your practice though. One because you you're saying you're terrible at it, and perhaps you'd be scared of it. But then it's facing the fear, and yeah, also true. you'd have to rely on yourself, which again pushes you into another space because you're yeah. totally self-reliant, um, and it's very grounding and spiritual, and all of that sort of stuff happens as well because you become one. You, well, you have to not fight nature, but become one with nature so, in that sense. So my one of the, the sort of like side questions I have on mm. all of this is if you know there's this really nice bit where they sort of take the metaphor of the actual physical orienting journey 
and bring it into the sort of spiritual slash life journey realm. And the way that the Polynesian wayfinders would integrate the map in themselves. So they would sort of, there was that thing that that's very close to what you always say, which is knowing what without to do knowing. What to know. Well, no, this, what to this, do when you don't know what to do. This was knowing without knowing how I know. Hmm. And so they just sort of, you know, reading all of these signs. And to me, that sounds a lot like intuition. And intuition is something that I feel like for a long time, my logical side of my brain was like, I don't really get that. I don't really believe in that. I don't really have, you know, the biggest intuition I ever had was like fear of getting on a plane, you know, and especially after 9-11, you have these like crazy intuitions that are obviously like not true. They're just your fear. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's sort of like that. I feel like maybe it's that's where, yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm sort of more of a question. Like what, what role does intuition play in that? You know what intuition is though, isn't it? Intuition is actually, so your sort of subconscious mind or unconscious mind is, a, a, is meant to be a lot more powerful than your conscious logical thinking mind. And it notices way more stuff than you could ever notice with your conscious mind like your mm. subconscious mind has taken in everything that's in this room now and it's right. in there your conscious mind is focused on me in this conversation and so a lot of times what intuition actually is is your conscious mind catching up with your unconscious mind and then you have an insight but that insight is a, it's almost that um, sudden rush of insight yeah. all the way because all these things have finally connected the dots caught up with your conscious mind and then you have that that sort of oh yeah that realization I don't know we talked about Malcolm Gladwell um, uh, last week I yeah. think in a tipping point but his other book was called Blink yeah um, and that was a lot about intuition instinctual decision making yeah yep. and, and basically in looking at again looking at the science behind it is you know all these things that your subconscious mind have taken in so, what? in fact, the, that book starts off with um, the, some archaeological dig. They found some what was some meant to be some ancient ruins or ancient artifacts. Let's just call it that. Don't remember the specifics. but And everybody thought this thing was genuine. They called in this one expert. He came and said, it's a fake. It's not real. But he couldn't tell them why. Because, he, like he said, he didn't know why he, it was fake. Um, but then after more testing, it was proven that it wasn't fake. But then the question that it was, was fake. That it was fake. Yeah. And it was, how did you know? And that's, that's where he starts the book off as in, you know, because this guy's training and all the stuff that he was able that he's done in the past, it's all in there. His that's sub- interesting because I, I do think that intuition, like you're saying, maybe it, it's a sort of, it comes through a lot of experience. I mean, so for me in teaching yoga now, it, it's sort of one of the other things I've been thinking about a lot recently, how you just can't replace experience. Like you can't hack into, you know, you can't hack your way into that kind of level of experience of just, you know, for me in yoga, for instance, like teaching tons and tons of classes all the time, you just start to intuitively know what you should be asking people in your room to do or picking up on things mm. or whatever and um, I think that's a, that's the hard thing about knowing what to do in life and how other people tell you oh just just go with your intuition because sometimes you're like I don't know what my intuition is telling me to do or I think a lot of times there's a lot of noise like static noise that comes from like fear anxiety misconception stories all this kind of stuff that can sort of drown out your intuition that's and, here, and that's that's the secret right there though so I always say to people to listen to there's this really 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 tight t- uh, tiny quiet voice that you know you are aware of it and you hear it but lots of times you choose to ignore it conscious minds a lot louder making more noise all these other parts of you are making a lot more noise in that tiny, teeny, tiny voice. And, and the question I'll ask people is, what are you pretending not to know? 
as a way of accessing that really teeny tiny voice that you probably heard, but then you come up with 10,000 reasons why that tiny voice is wrong or could be wrong mm-hmm. and doubt it. And some of that then becomes about that trusting that tiny voice. You don't know how the outcome is going to be, Cause I think, but it's a trust thing. Because then that's, that's the sort of, as we're going along in our lives, that sort of like route monitoring or taking that radical pause to kind of step back, whether that's just for one breath or whether that's, you know, a weekend away or, you know, whatever. Um, It's then that you can sort of hear that voice a bit more, isn't it? You have to sort of stop the momentum for a minute. You have to stop thinking so much in the cases. And like when I did judo and some of my best matches were always ones where, because, you, you know, we practice every day and you practice and you drill and you practice. And so you, your body knows the stuff. Mm-hmm. Your mind knows the stuff. So you, you know it. You have a body wisdom there. And but then sometimes when you get in a competition, sometimes you're fighting with your head and you're trying to make stuff happen. So my best matches were one where I wasn't trying to make anything happen. It was just trust that your training is well and, and all of that. And then the did you do that in the military? I did it at West Point. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, um, and then at a, a collegiate level, so yeah, quite right. quite high up in that, um, and letting go of that, and then you're yeah. but you know, then you're at your. It's almost at what is, where is it? What is the saying? It's like where your thought and actions are one and the same. Mm. So the moment you have to stop to think, then there's a pause, and then you lose. So your reaction has to be, and your thinking and acting have to be the same there's no difference between that and that held for the again in the military sense in terms of like we just drilled and drilled when talking about war fighting and you're always drilling and out and doing maneuvers and you're doing this stuff over and if so mm-hmm. and it's so mind-numbingly boring you think uh we got to do this because you know it yeah. but we still have to do it and, and we and we never fail to do it and that's so that when the pressure's on, when you don't have time to think, that's you know what to reaction. do. Yeah, you, yeah. Your body does its thing without you having to take yeah. time to think about it. Because when you stop to start really doing too much thinking, then you invite all sorts of bad stuff to happen. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, intuition, it's there. It's that quiet little tiny little voice that knows more than you like to give it credit for knowing. So you had, um, you picked up on the three questions. Yes, I think those are good, so share those. So um, if we're taking this idea of wayfaring or wayfinding into like a metaphor of a life journey, then it's about... um, Do you know, I would say it's less of a metaphor when you think about... Or more of like an approach. It's a technique, isn't it? Wayfinding. Yeah, Yeah. right, okay. Um, I know navigators and stuff use it, but you can use the same technique and like what you get me to share these three questions, the same technique. Yeah, it is a technique. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a better word. Um, Is... So asking yourself these three questions. What matters now? What's emerging? What's my next step? So, yeah... Let's break that down because I think even that first one, what matters now, that's sort of related to can you define where you are? Yeah, or what's, yeah, what's like orientation about basically. Now? If you're solving a problem, what matters now? You got to make a decision. What matters right now in this point and this time right here where we are? Yeah. Because sometimes things can seem, you can seem overwhelmed. Because lots of things are happening, and they may be happening fast, and all the things are happening. So, is all that at like once. about prioritizing, or yeah. is it more than that? I think it's about well, it's, no, it's about the pause to figure out what matters. Because there's a lot of things that are happening, and they might all matters, but the question is what matters now. Right. Because you can only do one yeah. thing at a time. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can only do what you can do at that time. Yeah. Is it Some, like? But are you saying yeah. is it like triage basically? Um, in a sense, in a sense, it's like, well, what matters at this point in time right here? Can you take that into a kind of assessment of your values? Like, what matters to me right now in a value sense rather than a problem-solving sense? Well, both, sense? isn't it? Yeah. So, because sometimes, again, like with values, they might, they conflict as well as anything else. So, yeah, so what matters to me 
right now, personally, yeah. in terms of my values, in terms yeah. of what I'm getting ready to do or decision I have to make. Or That's or interesting because I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they, um, the woman on the podcast was doing had a word for the year, just like you have your three sort of words hmm. rather than um, goals. Goals and, yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, so that might be a sort of example of this. Like if you have sort of a, what matters to me right now, it's this, this word. So she has a, one, one of them had a word of the month and one of them had a word for the year. Um, yeah, so anyway, because yeah. that, that sort of is well, a quick, it, 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 quick it, it, fix through like, and if you're sort of having to react to things, like what's my main? Well, it makes you, it helps you to focus, isn't it? It helps yeah. you to narrow down the focus and pick the thing that's most important at that at that time. Yeah, and right. And they might all be important, but you can only deal with yeah. you know what you can deal with. So, what's the most important in that time? Yeah. Place? Okay. So, what matters now? Next is what's emerging. Yeah. So, what's that about? So that one again is anticipating what's what happening around me right now not what's going to happen or what has happened what's come what's happening what's actually coming up in front of me so what's emerging so the situation is i don't know so what's a good simple um so it's like what matters now is like where am i and then what's coming at me so both are sort mm. of in the present moment yes but yeah. once you're sitting with you're finding where you you are and then you're looking at what's around you what's around you right okay yeah, that's interesting it. and then because there would be other things that might be behind that and of course we can get lost in the past and we can lost get lost in the future but what's emerging right here right now in front of me mm-hmm. that i need to deal with and i'll deal with that thing when i get there almost across your bridge when you right. cross your bridges when you get to them but yeah okay and then um what's my next step yeah. It's the third yes. question. Now you've assessed so that. So now what you know do I you need? Are. Where's my interaction between myself what's, and... Exactly. So what's yeah. my very next step? And so I, I think that's a good point to make. What's my next step as in my very next step? As yeah. opposed to what's to step number 10 going to be? What's my actual next step? Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. might just end up being an iterative process depending on the situation that you're in. So I'll... I'm going to deal with this. I'm here now. I'll deal with this. That's my next step. I've done that. And then yeah. you might go through that cycle again. Um, again, depending the context always in terms of what it is that you, you know, if it's something that's immediate or are you talking sort of future? I mean, it's a good one for, you know, if you just, you know, like right now, a lot of companies are doing their mid-year reviews, which is essentially this Right. In, a, in, a, in another context, isn't it? So yeah, true. Where have we been? Where are, you, where are we right now, basically, is what companies so are asking So that would, in a way, their... sort of be like root monitoring, like checking back in with yourself. Yeah. 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 Am I still on the path? Am I yeah. still, I know where I wanted to get to this year, and by the end of this year, so I'm halfway through the year. Where am I now? Well, mm-hmm. I'm here, and you know, am I further away from the goal? Am I to the right or to the left of it? And so... What companies will be doing now is doing a mid-year review, so you've got now time to adjust, make any adjustments that you need to make so that you're going to hit mm-hmm. your particular objective or goal that, that you're after. And if you run a business, it's the same, isn't it? So it's like, what were your goals for that year in terms of your business and business growth? Where am I now? And you take yeah. that pause while well, I'm here. What's emerging next? So again, yeah. so, you know, coming up, I always do it. It's so funny. And my whole life has been run by the academic calendar. Hmm. So, you know, obviously that's sort of how it is when you're a kid. But then because I went into the sort of academic training world um, and then worked in university for a little while, I sort of feel like this is my end of year, especially since the kids are about to get let out of school. So over in the UK, obviously, like US, they're all out already and have been annoying their parents for a month now at least but um yeah we've still got another week to go before the kids get let out right and uh so i feel like i'm i'm doing that sort of like end of the year assessment but i don't know all these things it's like it's it's i i feel like it's our sort of little soapbox issue is like take a step back you, you know this podcast just, just take, take a, a pause, a, take take a pause, a pause. assess 
what are you doing? Why are you doing it? I mean, this stuff is so helpful for me. And sometimes you just really have to have something, whether it's an app on your phone. You know, I've been trying this new app that like reminds me to sigh. To and, sigh. Uh, yeah, well, that's my know, yoga that's thing. That's my breath release thing. So I'm trying it out for, for future clients. But, um, you know, we've got all kinds of apps to remind us to like, Take a breath or stand up is another one people yeah. have got. Well, my, you know, watch, but my watch gives me signals when I have been sitting still too long. Oh, it yeah. says, get, get up, up and move. 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 Yeah, exactly. But I think, you know, for 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 us and, and hopefully for listeners as well, this podcast becomes that thing that's it, like, it's funny that this you is that. my pause in the week. Because I just re-downloaded an app that I have. Well, it's two that I have. One's called Reporter. One's called Memento. Because I've been reading the Jack Kerouac sketchbook thing, and basically he was, um, and, you know, artists do this doodling and their sketching, and a friend of his said, "Well, why don't you do the same thing with words? You know, mm-hmm. just sketch what's around you." Um, and that's a fantastic reading that. Um, but I downloaded the app, re-downloaded it because I used to have it to give me the prompt to then just to stop and be aware of and write down, record what I see at that moment. And the thing prompts you and just like, and the reason I want to do that because it prompts you at just random times. Yeah. But then it forces me to stop and look and record what's going on around me now. Yeah. That reporter one, when we were doing the um, quantum self one, Mm -hmm. that one gets you to record who's around you what you're doing are you at work oh yeah i remember you doing that yeah 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 yeah. Um, and i'm doing this slightly different as in observing what's yeah what i notice what do you notice now i guess is what i'm having my prompts to do right okay yeah yeah and then i'm gonna um post my word sketch at the end of the day on my blog post Interesting. So you'll be able to see what I noticed throughout the course of my day, which is quite interesting so far, the things I've noticed since I've been up at 4.30 this morning. But yeah. You have a lot of time to notice things when you're up at 4.30. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think um, it's about time for another coffee. Middle wayfinding is my new thing. So that's, that's, you've seen, that's my, uh, well, I have my Sarah B. Hunt sort of author Hmm. self. But then this sort of middle wayfinding is a sort of bigger picture of me, I think, in terms of Now, what is that just a context for who you are? Is that something that you're going to be doing with working with people to do? Or is this just a context uh, for you to put It's a sort of umbrella in? concept that unites all the different stuff that I do, I think. Right. So it sort of unites, because all my novels and fiction is all about life journey, too. It's just putting it in a different form, mm. you know? And that's sort of what we're doing here. And, yeah, that's essentially the sort of approach that I take in yoga as well. Okay. So, uh, yeah. All right. Okay. On that note, i got to order another coffee and uh, get ready. Oh, well, what am I doing? What's the questions again? What am I doing now? Where am I at now? What matters now? What what's, matters now? What's getting emerging? <laughs> getting a coffee. What's the next step? What's emerging right now is my Hunger brain and, is yeah. saying, hey, man, I need a coffee. Mm. <laughs> I mean, my next step is to end this podcast and go upstairs and order another coffee. Okay. Done. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We really enjoyed bringing you the episodes over the past two years. We have a goal for 2018 to grow our audience, our contemplate, our community of contemplators like you and we'd really appreciate your help in fact there's a few things that you can do quite easily that would really help us out a lot one is by sharing it with other friends that you think might enjoy listening to the show another is going to itunes and giving us a review which will boost the algorithm and put the show out in front of more eyes that um, can people can come across it and you can financially support the show by going to the contribution section of our website Thanks a lot.